so we're gonna try something a little different today. I took last week off. I, uh, you know, I just, I, I really wanted to, uh, you know, life has hit me in the face lately. And, you know, I kind of took last week off to a point. I, I've been working on some stuff, but I, I wanted to kind of catch this. Uh, y'all, I had, <laughs> I went, I went to really fast. My mind is racing. We got, I, I'm into cold brews for coffee. I don't drink coffee a lot, but I'm into cold brews. And I got a cold brew from Trader Joe's, nitrogen cold brew. And I'm all about anything that has nitrogen in it, drink wise, uh, I'm all about. So anyway, I got a nitrogen cold brew this morning. I had it. I am fired up right now. I am feeling cold brew. So like I said, my life has been changed now. Thanks to Trader Joe's and their cold brew coffees. Cause I am, I'm woo. I'm, I'm ready to go. <laughs> so, and whenever it's just me, it won't be me all the time, but it'll be, it, it'll, you know, there's, there's going to be a certain episodes where it's just me. I'm going to call these, I'm going to call these just therapy sessions. We're creators, therapists, the podcast, you're part of the CT family. This is just a therapy session and a therapy session is just going to be, you know, something that's been rattling around in my mind a lot. And I'm going to share it with you. And hopefully, you know, it's, it's good encouragement and it's going to be, I'm gonna be honest. It's it's gonna be a bit, bit less, bit more inform, bit less, bit more informal. Sorry, <laughs> coffee man got me going. It'll be a, a bit more informal. Just be me and you. Um, but you know, obviously a little shorter. You can tell if you haven't already tell been able to see. It's it's gonna be a little shorter. But just just some quick encouragement. You know, maybe while you're on your way to work or while you're getting up going this morning. Or uh, maybe you're, you know, you're in the weekend and you're and you're chilling and, and you're catching up on your podcasting like I do. Either way, this is a this is a therapy session. So I'm gonna I'm gonna call this therapy session this creative therapy session. I think I'm gonna call this one. Uh, I'm gonna call this one belief. They won't always have a title. I'm just rolling with it right now. Like I said, a bit more informal. But but let me tell you a story. I got a couple stories. So. And I'll get to my point, but here's the story. So it was, it happened a few years ago. Um, those of you who know me well, and maybe some of you who don't, but I, I'll give you the lowdown. Uh, Y'all know probably by now that I'm not really, I'm not really like a uh, formally trained content creator. I did not go to film school. I got, I got an offer. Um, which was, which was funny, but I, I really, I think more out of fear of the unknown than not that I, that I had to decide not to, not to go that route, but I didn't go to any creative school. I didn't go to any art Institute. Everything I've learned, I've learned in the school of hard knocks. I got a master's degree in the school of hard knocks, man. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's fun. It's challenging and it's, it's really crazy different, but it's, it's a grassroots growth idea, you know? I have attached myself by the at the hip to as many people as I could find to learn as much as I can. Growing up, y'all know that I, I was more of like a of, of a drawer. You know, I drew and sketched and everything. I, I could basically kind of when whenever I was at my most active in that, I could basically draw anything I saw. It might take me a while, but I could draw anything that I saw, and that was a lot of fun. And then you know, it it slowly progressed into photography and then slowly progressed more into video and then progressed further into writing and you know it's I just I, I dip my hands in a little bit of everything 
And so there's there's some pieces of those experiences that I'm really proud of that I have. The the fact that I didn't go to a formal training school of any sort, you know, like uh, to some degree I'm proud of that. To some degree I, I kind of I, I feel like I live the epitome of the of the imposter syndrome. I'm just you know because maybe I actually am the imposter because you know whatever. But there's a couple of things that have happened recently that that have you know, really challenge that thought, really challenge that ingrained idea of myself. So this happened a couple of years ago, um, October, 2017. And I'm, and I know this because I had to do a little bit of a deep dive on my Instagram, but cause I posted about this, but there was a, there was this opportunity that I had to shoot, uh, some video for a friend of mine. He couldn't make it. He called me up and he's like, Hey man, I, I can't do this. There's this dance thing going on in Hollywood. Would you be willing to go down there and 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 shoot for me you know take my spot and I was like heck yes like I've been looking for an opportunity like this forever so yeah absolutely I'll go down there I'll shoot some b-roll we'll we'll do it right I'm really good at b-roll I'm really good at you know getting some getting some creative shots and and I like the b-roll the b-roll is usually the b-roll is is kind of the behind the scenes kind of stuff it's it's the filler you know it's it's the it's the sauce on the chicken, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I'm, I, I like B-roll. I like shooting B-roll. It, it just, it, it allows me to kind of be a bit more documentarian about it, you know, and I can kind of shoot it like a documentary and stuff. I really like that. So anyway, I had this opportunity to shoot this video. And uh, my friend tells me, all right, now here's the deal. This dude is, he's a big deal. He's a big deal. And, uh, but, I, you know, he, he's a big choreographer and, um, you know, he's, he's got his team down there. It's at this big dance studio in Hollywood. And, you know, don't worry, just, I'll, I'll send you the details. We'll get, we'll get emails and exchange and all this stuff. So I'm talking to the, the choreographer's, uh, wife, I think it was, um, but she kind of helps manage his, his work and stuff. This guy basically travels all over the world. He choreographed a really famous dance and I don't want to be that kind of guy that name drops. So I won't be, <laughs> but he's a big deal. He is basically he he's chore he choreographed probably one of the most famous or most well-known best choreographed music videos in the history of music and showing people how to do this how to do this dance which i think is pretty cool so i was i was excited i was excited to go down there little you know texas guy from small town america and now i'm you know uh driving into hollywood about to shoot some video. So I'm really excited about this. You know, this is wow. You know, this is my come up story, you know? So I get there. I don't think I really appreciated how big a deal this guy was. And I, and I don't mean that in the nasty way. I, I mean that in like, I don't know that I really knew what I was doing or, you know, getting myself into. So I get to, I get to the dance studio. I meet the choreographer's manager and the going, you know, so so, uh, you know, your friend had something, you know, the guy that she originally asked to do it, she was like, oh, he had something else going on. I was like, yeah, he, he, he's got another shoot, but don't worry. He sent me and uh, she's like, yeah, yeah. You know, I really love his style. He's really great. And I'm like, yeah, he's awesome. Uh, you know, I don't think I'm as good as him, but you know, I, you know, I can hold my own and we keep talking and keep talking. And I didn't realize, like I said, I didn't realize the gravity of the situation that I was in. So I'm getting in there and she goes, oh, just, you can come over here in this corner. You can set up all your gear. Don't worry. Like Oprah's people are here. There's a few other photographers. You, you, you'll see, you'll see the corner I'm talking about. So I walk into the studio and I'm walking by and I'm thinking, 
you should really just say oh oprah's people so i'm like is oprah here oprah here like is there a way that i could get like a like is there a shot i can get like a humpback whale or something like oprah's here oprah's people were there and the most lights and they're just like it was like the most dramatic out of everyone you know it was me with my humble little setup and then there's all these other photographers with a bunch of expensive lenses and cameras and, and garbage and then oprah's people with these giant tv cameras and lights Bruce got me <laughs> so anyway i'm freaking out finally like it finally hit me that i am I'm out of my league. I'm out of my depth. I don't know what I'm doing. Like I, I, I just, I immediately started thinking about, oh my goodness, I'm in trouble here, people. I'm in trouble here. Like, oh man, you know, like the imposter syndrome started really sinking in and I started getting afraid, but you know, I'm already here. So might as well, might as well just do it. So Oprah's people and me are the only ones allowed inside the studio while he's teaching while this choreographer is teaching this dance and again it just it doesn't dawn on me to think about some of these things that are happening around me but then I'm starting to meet some of these people and I'm like oh my gosh like what am I doing here first of all there's a choreographer from the show Hamilton there all right, and they're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, this guy, you know, he choreographed Hamilton. That's pretty cool. Oh, and there's another person that helped choreograph this show and that show. Like, there's a bunch of Broadway names in there. There's some chore choreographers that work with some big-name people, and I can't remember them all, which is kind of why I'm not name-dropping. But, you know, also, I don't want to be that guy. So, anyway, long story short, there's all these – there's a bunch of really good dancers. There's a bunch of big-name choreographers in the world of dance, and Oprah's people and me. So – like I said, Oprah's folks and me were the only ones allowed in the studio recording video while he was um, while he was showing teaching this dance. Well, I noticed the teacher, uh, the the choreographer's instructor's wife, the manager, I think, or wife. I I really don't know, and so it's probably not fair. I'm not putting her on blast or anything. Um, but I noticed that she's she's kind of hovering over me. She's like, oh, make sure you get this shot. Make sure you get that shot. Make sure you get that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. I got it. You know. And, you know, at first I'm, I'm listening, like, yeah, absolutely, I'll get that. And then, you know, it starts dawning on me that, like, I I don't think she really trusts where I'm going with some of this. And granted, understandable, because she doesn't know me from a lineup. I don't know her. Like, you know, it's it, it makes sense. You know, you want good content. Whenever you go out and make content for clients, they want good content. And that's fair. They're allowed to have good content. They're allowed for that. Um, but I was just really curious as to like, you know, my mind started racing. I started kind of getting a little insecure, like, man, like what, did I say something or did I give her an idea or like, what was going on? Like, why is she on me like this? So about 15 or 20 minutes later, she finally like, you know, kind of, kind of lets me have some space. You know, I show her some stuff to kind of help her mind at ease and help me get some mind at ease because I, I like feedback from people. So if I get some feedback, then I know I'm doing well. So Oprah's people uh, kind of stole a couple shots from me, you know, not to brag or anything, but they definitely stole a couple of shots from me. And I was like, yeah, that's right. That's right. Oprah's people recognize. So, <laughs> so they eventually leave. They've got all the material they want. I'm in it for the long haul. I'm trying to prove that I'm here, that I'm not afraid to work. So I think the whole choreo choreographed dance, the whole instruction was like three or four hours. I was there the entire time. I was there three or four hours 
beginning to end, I filmed everything. I filled up both of my SD cards. I filmed everything. Yeah, I only had two SD cards. I leave. We get done. I leave. And I immediately call my friend to help me book this thing. Because I had figured out what had happened. I had figured out that I had given the, this manager person a reason to doubt me. Because right off the rip, right off the bat, I had said, no, I'm not as good as the other guy that you wanted, but I'm okay. I'm not as good as the other guy you wanted. So as a client, you're hearing, okay, great. So I'm getting like second rate content creator out here. But on the other turn, I gave her a reason not to believe in me. I gave her a reason not to trust that, trust my capability. And at the time, I thought I was doing it out of humility, but really what was going on was I was doing it out of fear. I didn't think that I was good enough. And then I gave someone else a reason to think I was not good enough. I gave them a reason to doubt my abilities because the first thing I said was, I, 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 I doubt my abilities. And from that moment forward, I told myself, I'm never going to do that again. I'm never going to do that again. Because we want the opportunities to show what we're made of. And when the opportunities finally present themselves, we want to turn away because if we never have to try, then we never have to fail. Like, it's much safer for me to talk about what I want to do than it is for me to actually execute on what I want to do. So fast forward a couple of years. This is just uh, almost about a month ago now. Another good friend of mine texts me and he goes, hey, I'm in town for a little while. I'm recording a song. Do you think you could come into town or do you think you could come in where I'm at and, and shoot some B-roll? That's, and, and at first, again, <laughs> did it again. I was like, I don't know if I, don't know if I should. Because I'm afraid. Most 1,000% it has everything to do with because I'm freaking out. And I'm a little nervous. Uh, and, I, and I sat there and I was about to text, oh, man, I'm sorry I can't make it. I got, you know, I'm, I'm busy. I got work or whatever. Total lie. Total lie. <laughs> and then I remembered this night in Hollywood. And I'm sitting in the front seat of my car in, the park, in this parking lot of work. And I erase all of that mess, and I text him back, yeah, absolutely, I can do it. Taking a shot. Taking a shot. So with my, you know, with my freshly reminded courage, I, I go to the studio. Fast forward a couple more days. I go to the studio, and I'm shooting B-roll. And the reason I was so afraid was because th- this, is a, this is a guy that I look up to. He's a friend of mine, but he's somebody I, I look up to. He's an incredibly talented singer, leads worship for a church in Chicago, just an incredibly humble, wise, incredible dude. And I wanted to do a good job. But I, I doubted the quality of my work at first. And then I went in and said, Wh- whatever. This, this, is, this is the best way to try myself. So go in, shoot in the B-roll. And towards the end of the night, I think we've only got about like 20 or 30 minutes left in, in the recording session. I say we. They only have, it's like him and, and two other singers, incredible vocalists. Um, but they've only got about 20 or 30 minutes left in the session and the record, cause you record or you rent time for the studio, you know? So he's looking around, my friend is, and he's, and he's looking at the other two vocalists and he's like, Hey, you know, so 
are uh, what are y'all thinking like what's the energy like with with a music video like y'all y'all think you can find some time to do that or you know he's he's from chicago he's in la for a short amount of time so this thing was very you know he, he's trying to get as much in as he can he's trying to create 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 and you know working with tight schedules it's it's understandable so he's he's looking at him like hey you know what's y'all's what's y'all schedule like after asking a couple of questions we can kind of feel like ah, yeah it's it's gonna be kind of tough like they can make it happen but it would be tough to shoot a video further down so he looks at me and he goes well do you think we could like pull pull a music video out of this and I'm on the spot. I am Johnny on the spot. And I was like, uh, yeah, sure. Like, let's, we talk it out a little bit, figure out, hey, if everybody, because there's three vocalists, if everybody goes into the recording room and goes one run through just kind of lip syncing or lightly singing their rounds in the song, then, yeah, we can try to make something happen. Again, we've only got like 20 or so minutes left. In in my experience with music videos, you have to go through the song multiple, multiple, multiple times in order to get all the shots that you need. There's wide shots, moving shots, medium shots, up close shots, kind of some B-roll-y type stuff like, you know, hands on a keyboard or hands on a guitar or just the instrument itself. Or just, just to capture the emotion of, of the room, of the song, you know, to, to convey all of that. So we only had 20 minutes to, to find all of those shots. So I had been doing B-roll, so I thought, yeah, let's just stitch together some B-roll on top of all of your vocal lines, and, and we'll, we'll make it happen. So we recorded everybody one time. Long story short, we got it done. At the end of the night, I felt pretty good about it. I thought, yeah, I think, I think we got something here. So I'm telling him, hey, you know, I, I, I think we got it. I think we can do it. And, and I'm trying to convey confidence even though on the inside, I'm like, oh my goodness, I hope this is good. I'm praying to the Lord above that this is quality. <laughs> I'm praying to God above this is a really good music video. And luckily, he, uh, my friend, you know, shot me a couple of uh, texts with some video, music videos that he'd seen in the past. And he was like, hey, what do you think about doing something like this? I think I think I really like this vibe. What do you think? And I'd seen them, and they were kind of this. Um, you've you've probably seen music videos similar to where. They're singing, but you can tell that they just brought a camera into the recording session and you got some environment going on and all this stuff. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I can, I can do that. I was dreading this video. I was dreading editing this video. I was dreading everything about it because I, I didn't want to see my failure on screen in front of me you know, just like, ah, I could have done this or ah, I could have done that. Or, ah, oh, DJ, what was your, what were you thinking? Like, why didn't you get that? You know, it was just, I was dreading it, friends. I was, I was just up against the wall, but you know, I got to put it together. I promised him a video. I got to do it. Again, the process of, of laying out my shots and, and what you do with music videos is you layer, you layer your shots. So I have three vocalists. So I have essentially three, uh, long clips of vocalists and so I start cutting all that together right so I lay the main singer down I lay one vocalist down I lay another vocalist down. so I got three shots of video layered on top of each other and then I start making my cuts that's how you do with some of these music videos you start making your cuts so whenever you cut a scene you know cut to another scene or whatever it's just it's just that video sitting underneath another layer right so then I started putting all the b-roll on top of it 
And the more I was working on it, the more I got comfortable with it and the more I got confident with myself. I was kind of surprised, to be honest with you. I was like, well, okay, maybe we got something here. So showed it to uh, a very trusted videographer and mentor. My, actually, y'all know him, John Midiana. John Midiana, he's been on the podcast. So I sent it to him. He gave me a few suggestions to make some changes to kind of add some, add some, uh, add some extra sauce on top of it, you know. And, and so I made those changes, kept kind of tweaking it out, tweaking it out and, and just kind of messing with it a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time. And, and, you know, towards the end of a music video, you can have your big chunks done, but you start just fine tuning some of these little frame, frame by frames or just like, mm, you know, you, you start fine tuning some of this stuff. Long story short, I sent it to my friend that sang and, and asked me to come out there and he loved it. He loved it. Let me just tell y'all, that was the biggest relief ever ever because he loved it i was so afraid that he was going to hate it i was so afraid that it was not going to be up to the standard that i had been associated with as an assistant shooter or an assistant director like this was my very first time shooting editing putting out content for someone else this was all me this is all me my name is usually not in the credits all right i'm there but my name's usually not in the credits now my name is in the credits <laughs> and I'm wigging out like, oh man, I hope he likes it. And he does. He, he loves it. He loves it. And I it just, oh man, it felt so good. Here's the deal. Art is a risk. I don't know if y'all saw that I posted something like that on, on Instagram, on the Creators Therapy Instagram. By the way, if you're not following the Creators Therapy Instagram, just go to Instagram and then type in Creators Therapy, one word. But art is a risk. And it's good that it's a risk. It's good that it's a risk because honestly, it's too easy not to take risks. This is true in art as it is in life. It's way easier to not take a risk. Fear is always going to be associated with risk. And fear is natural. Fear is an allowed feeling. But fear has only got one answer. Fear is very unoriginal. It's only got one answer. And that answer is always no. The answer with fear is always no. And if you're like me and you let fear take the wheel of life every once in a while and you let fear drive, well, my friends, you're going to have a very boring existence. You may be lucky and have more than one opportunity at what you want to do in life, but you've only got one opportunity at living on earth. And it's up to us to make the most of that time that we have. Again, fear lets you know, lets you, helps you, fear helps you process that you are taking a risk. That whatever you're doing, mm, maybe not the safest, mm, maybe a little vulnerable, maybe, you know, this might get you burned, you know what I'm saying? And I'm, and I'm, and I'm speaking into specific contexts, you know, um, but fear, fear is what, allows us to hold back fear allows us to be safe so fear is good but fear again always has the same answer that answer is no fear is very unoriginal that way listen i want i want to ask you a question i want you to think about what would it look like if fear instead of drove or sat in your lap i'm using this car <laughs> i'm going with it <laughs> 
But if instead of what would happen if if fear didn't drive the car, if fear didn't sit in your lap in the car, but fear just kind of sat on the passenger seat. If fear sat in the passenger seat, what would life look like? Now hear me, because I'm not telling you to completely ignore the fear. I'm telling you to take fear's advice, but be free to make your decision. Fear is what keeps you from jumping out of a perfectly good airplane. It is not logical. It makes no sense to jump out of a perfectly good airplane, free fall for a few thousand feet, and then pull a ripcord with a parachute. Fear is what keeps you from strapping an overpriced rubber band to the bottom of your feet and leaping off a bridge. Something out of this. Have courage. Fear would have never allowed me to pick up a camera and go further than I have. Photography is a great hobby. Photography as uh, as a way of making a living, it takes some guts. Creating as a hobby is fun. Creating as a way of making a living, that takes some guts. When you take a risk on yourself, you're betting on yourself. And nobody knows you like you do. And and I'm just here to say, to be honest, you're worth the gamble. You got a drum in your chest, beating every single day. You got air in your lungs, blood in your veins. You're worth the gamble. And I'll bet the quicker... You write that on the mirror in your bathroom or the quicker you write that down on a post-it note and carry it with you in your wallet or, or stick it to your stick it somewhere in your car, someplace where you can read it every single day and remind yourself of that every single day, it'll, it'll start to stick and you'll start being less afraid to take chances. Hear me. Fear's not going anywhere. Okay? But how you process it and allow it to influence some of the decisions that you make in your day, whether it be creatively, professionally, personally, or any other type of way, that makes a difference. Learn from me. Learn from my mistakes. Be courageous. Take a chance on yourself. If I had walked in in that choreographer shoot, like I knew what I was doing. Cause in the back of my mind, I knew what I was doing, but I got intimidated really fast and made other people freaked out with me. So if I had walked in there, like I knew what I was doing and, and, and was, and had some courage, had some guts. It, I don't know the way people received me might've been different. I still did a good job. I still did a good job with the other example that I gave, but like what I'm, what I'm trying to get to before my coffee wears off here is I approached two different situations with two very different mindsets. In the first mindset, you could say like I, I, in the first example, you could say, I still went there. I still shot and I still executed. And I did. And I did. And that takes a lot of courage too, but it's the mindset that you go in with how you how you approach each opportunity with a certain mindset that matters everything matters
Let me know what you thought about this uh, this episode. Let me know what you thought about this particular therapeutic session, this, this particular therapy session. Hopefully you got something out of it. Hopefully you got some encouragement out of it. Listen, I, it, it won't always be story time with DJ. It'll, it'll be different every once in, but you know, I just really, that's been something that's been knocking around in my head lately. And, and it's just something I've really been challenged with the last couple of weeks is, is how, how serious am I on myself? How serious am I whenever I talk about, um, you know, taking a gamble on myself and doubling down on, on what I know I want to do and be, I've been challenged with that a lot lately. And so I've just, I wanted to share those two examples because those are two examples that have been sitting in my head as well as a reminder to myself that I'm capable. So don't you worry. I'm not sitting here because I know. I'm sitting here because I'm experiencing it too. And hopefully if we can get the conversation going, then we'll be less afraid to share. You know what I'm saying? So hopefully you liked this episode. Please let me know. Give me some feedback. Help me help me help me make this better for you. I, I want I want you to get the most value out of this uh as as humanly possible so let me know what you think drop a review on itunes you know rate rate the podcast that helps me get noticed but also like let me know on instagram that's where i'll be um on creators therapy you can always find more stuff there and and uh if you want to find more episodes of the podcast be sure to go to the creatorstherapy.com there's also some space in there where we can kind of like start the conversation and and you get an opportunity to share your story listen our stories hold our cure i believe that And hopefully you do too. This is Wild Indeed. I'm Wild Indeed. This is Creators Therapy Podcast. And uh, you know what? Yes. Go out there. Be bold. Be creative. Be wild, my friends. Because I'm wild indeed. So, you know, I want people to be wild. I don't know. I'm I'm still working on the outro. Anyway, thank y'all so much for tuning in. Hopefully this has been good encouragement. I'll love y'all. Take care. Have a great rest of the day. Keep creating.